0: Welcome to the most sitting at home all day every day doing nothing but staying home maybe going for a walk occasionally with my dog and once in a while trying to go to the store to get some groceries but wearing a mask and staying six feet from everybody else podcast on all of the internet made man where today I just finished watching season seven episode 12 of Mad Men Lost Horizon but before we get into this spectacular episode let's take a moment to hear from today's sponsor oh what a wonderful sponsor that was now let's jump right in to lost horizon the episode opens up with what else don going in into an elevator there's been a lot of elevator stuff going on the last couple seasons of Mad Men, but we haven't had elevator sex have we I mean, we've had it pretty much everywhere else, but not an elevator. And after this, there's only two episodes left, so I'm not sure if I'm if I'm ever going to get love in an elevator, living it up. I'm not even going to sing it. Okay, so he goes into the elevator. He sees this woman that he um he's like, oh hi, uh, and he kind of tries to remember her name. And I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? It's been a week and I've already forgotten everything about the last episode. Wait a second. That's right. They're going to McCann Erickson. Sterling Cooper, Draper, Price, Sterling Cooper and Associates, Sterling Cooper and Partners, whatever it is, Sterling Cooper is no more. Don goes up to his office. There he sees Meredith and she's like waiting in the hall form, and he's like, you don't have to do this. And he says, she's like, I, I, it's a big place. I don't want you to get lost. He goes, I wasn't lost at that time. I was late because I was fibbing. And she just, you know, she's like, well, come on. That shouldn't, you shouldn't be that way. Let's go into the office. And and while she's talking to him about um, the day's work, she's also talking to him about his apartment. And I guess he has a new apartment and she's trying to figure out the furniture for him. She seems to be taking care of everything for him and even brought out his coffee, even though it kind of spilt. He's like, you can just leave this in here for, for me. And there he is kind of in his new office. You can still see boxes uh, hanging out. You know, he's not ready to... Uh, he's not completely unpacked yet. It's pretty new. Just looking out the window, kind of getting a lay of the land. Um, we cut over to the um, the empty shell of Sterling Cooper. Uh, and we see Harry. For really the only moment in this episode, they're taking the computer out and um, we see Roger. And Roger's there. Uh, and they have a little kind of conversation. Rogers like, oh, you're gonna um, you're gonna room with the computer? He's like, no, that thing has served its purpose. Now he has all these people to do all this data and all this research. He's kind of moving up, and um, he was like, oh, maybe we'll work together sometime. Rogers like, um, uh, you know, what did he say? Something about um, you might need a new hat. Your head's getting big. Uh, you can see just see that Harry is kind of. Uh, in a good position at the, with the new company, he's happy to be moving on and leaving. And him and Roger just—they never really liked each other. You could tell that Roger never, never really respected uh, Harry. And that's good because Harry's kind of—you know—he's garbage, as we say in uh, in Boston. He's garbage. Okay, I don't live in Boston, but you know, close enough. Garbage. Um, and then we see Roger's secretary, uh, who is giving her final day. He's like, what? You need to come over there. She's like, no, it's just, you know, I have a new position now. And advertising doesn't always isn't always the most welcoming place because she's a black woman. And he's like, oh, oh, you could see he didn't really um, like he never um, he never discriminated against her. I mean, yes, there was, you know, a couple of years ago he he did throw a party and sing in blackface. But look. He didn't. I mean, it was just good old innocent racism, right? I mean, that was years ago. Um, and, and he seemed to like her. They shook hands. She goes, You were, I like, she goes, You know, thank you. You were very amusing. And um, she left. And that's the last time we're going to see her. Um, and Roger, for the most part, stays in Sterling Cooper for most of the episode. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going through the, ne- I'm scrubbing through the episode. So we're going to just go in order. I don't know why my my like New England accent's coming out big time. Um, this is an interesting episode for Joan, a big episode for Joan. Is it a last episode for Joan? That's what I'm not sure about. But I will say, it was not a good episode for Joan. Um, I don't. It was a downright bad episode for Joan, and I feel I feel bad because. She was 100% right in how she felt and how she dealt with it. In today's world, 1,000% right. Um, and in that world, actually 1,000% right too. But it was just, it just, we'll get there eventually. But really, let's just, let's kind of start where with Joan in her office. She's in her new office, in the new place. And um, she has two women coming in kind of, I guess, bringing her gifts right away. They're like, you know, um, they bring her plant. Nice to meet you. Really, they just want to get on accounts with her and they thought she was their best way of getting on accounts like Avon and the um, the pantyhose account. Uh, They talk a little bit. And um, they were like, "She's like, well, you know, Peggy is actually in charge of those accounts. Peggy Olson." Like, "Oh, okay, um, but you know, we thought we'd try with you first. And we have a women's night if you'd like to go out. It's not all women's lib talk. Uh, we we just like to hang out. You want to go out for drinks?" And she's like, "Yes, um, when I get settled." That was my dog crying, and I'm going to go take her out now. And through the magic of digital editing, I'm back like nothing ever happened, except. My dog looking for rabbits in the backyard. We cut over to Peggy Olson, who's carrying a box of things. And is she at McCann Erickson? No, she's still at Sterling Cooper. She's carrying her stuff. She's at Sterling Cooper, and that one dude who I already forgot his name. Uh, he was—he's been there for a while, but again, I don't know. I'll call him Dan. We'll go with that. Um, he's sitting in her office. And she shows up in her old office. This is back at Sterling Cooper. She's at Sterling Cooper with her box of stuff. And he's like, what are you doing here? She's like, my office isn't ready yet. So she still wants to keep working. Her office isn't ready. She's working there. They're like literally tearing down Sterling Cooper around her. And she wants to work. And he's like, yeah. She's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, um, I'm not going to McCann. They're paying me at the end of the week, so I thought I'd come here and make long-distance phone calls. And you think he's joking. And she's like, here, he, he, take some, here, take some, um, gives him some work. He's like, give me a make a phone call. He's like, me? She's like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So while he's still working there, she's going to put him to work. We cut back over to McCann, and they bring, um, it's the main guy. I want to say Jim, but I don't know. And the other guy, he's got like a weird name, like Fiff or Piff or... Kiff, I don't. I, again, he's a, he's a dick. We'll say that, right? We we learned that pretty quickly in this episode. He a dick. Uh, but they bring uh, Don Draper into the office, and they just kind of, they're like, there he is. He's like, I've always wanted you, Don. It's like he he's like, he's finally got the toy that he wanted. The great, I've been searching for you for ten years. You're the great white whale. He didn't say any of these things, but he's like finally i have you and he's like have you introduced yourself to anyone have you said have you said your your, who you are have you said it and he's like hi i'm don draper mccann erickson yes the guy was like a little too excited about the whole thing but he's talking about we're gonna have this and we're gonna have that and they're coming up with diet beer diet beer what is it for women and um we're gonna be meeting with um I think they were talking but they were talking about a bunch of other things and getting done and they were just really um l- mm, kissing his ass. I was going to say something much more crude. They were just really kind of rubbing up uh to to him and kissing his ass and making him feel good um about having about him being there and about them having him there. It's like they love having him there. Uh will they continue to love having him there? I'm not sure. It's almost like Sterling Cooper people are there to blow themselves up from the inside. Um, Starting with Peggy. Peggy is in a meeting on the phone with, um, I want to say, Avon. And she's got one of the McCann people in the office with her. And this guy didn't read the brief, was real kind of a jerk, talked about taking the the client golfing. The guy's in a wheelchair. You can see the look on Peggy's face. She's trying to iron things out and this guy is just like um you know he's he's being a dick to her and he's like i thought you were going to be more fun and he really kind of blew it with her and you know really made it seem like you know these this is this is her these are her clients she brought over you know she wants the client to be happy it's like nothing's going to change everything's going to be the same blah 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 and yet this guy's a complete turd and i'm pretty sure he was the turd who was in with them when they had a meeting? It was Peggy and Joan and a couple of turds who were like making fun of Joan's boobs the whole time. I think they were making boob jokes, um, and I'm pretty sure it was this guy. This guy has like a, a very memorable face. He's one of those guys that you've seen in things. I don't know who he is, but for the most part, he plays kind of a doofus, buffoon, prick kind of guy, and um, he's playing them all in this in this part. Uh we cut over to Peggy's office and not Peggy's office, Peggy's apartment. She's kind of hanging out watching color TV. She's got a color TV, she's got her own remote control. Which I always thought like, they is this like a rich thing? Do they have remote controls in the sixties? And I'm guessing are we in the seventies yet? I have no idea. Much like in real life time is the concept of time is is, is no more. Um But like a color TV with a remote control. I'm talking, if this is 1970, I'm talking 10 years later in the 80s. I don't think we had, we didn't have a remote control yet on one of our televisions. We had like this, I feel like I brought this up before, this long wire that came from behind. We did a cable, so it came from behind the cable box all the way to this like long box that had all these numbers on it and a slider. And you would go... You slide up and down, go to channel four, five, six, seven. You'd have to slide all the way up, and it went from two to thirty-two. I think that was it. Those are the can the cha, the uh, channels you got. Um, and while there's no cable TV, they do have a. She does have a remote control. And I'm yawning, and I'm digressing, and I'm ranting, and I'm this has nothing to do with TV. She gets a knock on the door, and it's someone from the office. And they're like, "Oh, I, I went to the office, and they said for you to come here." And she's like, um, they brought you a plan. She's like, you'd have to bring it all this way. He goes, well, they brought it to all the girls. Oh, that's really nice. All the secretaries. What? So my first thought was, oh, my God, did, they, did they, um, are they thinking they're hiring her as a secretary? And it makes me wonder what they think of women over at mccann Um, Those women came right in right away to talk to Joan. I wonder if they were there to warn her or, like, I don't know, be some sort of, like, bad omen but the woman's like don't worry i'll take care of it um should i um should i have have she's like have my work sent here she's like to your house your apartment no no have it sent to, to Sterling Cooper so it's like um they uh you know um Peggy's just kind of in a weird spot where her office isn't ready but she wants to work but she's kind of in between home and Sterling Cooper and it's just she's almost like just trying to pass the time until everything's ready for her. The next morning we get a nice moment of with Joan and Don in the and guess what? An elevator. Um and they're just kinda like talking about um Joan not quite feeling like she's fitting in, not like the the transition's been bumpy and Don was trying to be encouraging. And they were talking about trying to catch lunch sometime or, you know, trying to bump into each other more. Um, but I'm wondering if at the end of this, because they don't even work on the same floor, Don gets off, Joan stays on, and I wonder if they ever see each other again. You know, it's, I mean, you just in work. Sometimes you leave and you never come back and you never see the person again. Um I just found out this week that one of my coworkers uh, is taking a new position elsewhere and leaving the company. And it's, you know, I hate it. I hate I hate it because I hate change. I like the group we have, and I always hate when someone leaves and then you have to find someone new. And I really enjoy the group right now, but it's also in the same position where you don't even get to say goodbye to these people because uh, we're, at a, we're in a world now where everyone's working remotely. But in this, you know, the way this episode ends you wonder does don even get a chance to say goodbye to joan does he even care because we'll see don's kind of elsewhere well as well i mean this you know i'm going to talk about the title of this episode later but lost horizon really um i okay i looked it up i'm not really that you know i'm not really that smart but the um What I did read about it, um, really kind of, I think, um, comes into play. Well, obviously why else would they give it to, um, but I think I understand why they called it Lost Horizon. Um, we come into, back into the office and Don is being called into a meeting for, um, oh, she actually helps Don pick out some interior decorating. I think this is when this all happens, um, at one point, Meredith helps Don pick out interior decorating. He's like, "I'll give you cash." She's like, "Nonsense! I enjoy doing it." Um, she's so good to him, and she's actually fit, fit in well, uh, taking over. She comes off a little, you know. She she was ditzy. They made her kind of ditzy, but um, as time's gone as time has gone on, you can see she actually is quite good at her job. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, we're we gonna have a, a box lunch for uh, the the beer people." Um, would roast beef be good? He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, cut over to Joan, and Joan meets up with Kif, Piff, Fib, Fight, Fif, whatever the hell the guy's name is. May, uh, white man in suit, we'll call him, um, who looks like he's he, he, he could be a good guy, but in truth, uh, probably isn't. But he probably still has a wife and kids at home. And... He, um, Joan made the mistake of complaining about the first guy to this new guy. And this is the, actually, I shouldn't say it's the mistake. It's not the mistake of the, of the complaining. It's the mistake of, it's not even a mistake. It's the, the bad luck of who she ended up complaining to. Uh, this is one of the main guys though. And she goes to him about, um, I don't know his name, but the guy in the, in the, um, the Avon meeting, the guy who was disrespectful, who didn't read the brief, who wasn't paying attention. And he goes, you know what? Say no more. I'll take care of it. And it seems like really good. And she seemed really good about it, which should warn you right away that this is not, not good at all. Um, Peggy's back in the office, back at Sterling Cooper, that dude's there and he's, talking japanese to somebody and you know why he really is making long distance phone calls uh and he did work on something he made a uh something for dow chemical because they still owe dow Chemical some work they made like a it looked like they made a spray can but he made it very anti-vietnam she's like we can't do this he's like who cares Dow's not going to ever see it um I'm never gonna. I'm not even gonna work on this. Nobody cares. Who cares? She's like, that's not true. You don't know. Maybe someday you're gonna work for Don. Maybe someday you work for for Ken. You don't know these things. You gotta do it right. The lights go off, and he's like, um, "This is kind of ominous." You know what? I quit, and he leaves. He's like, "Good luck. Um, you'll, you'll, you're gonna fit in. You're gonna do great over there once your office is ready." He was nice to her. There was some sincerity. They had no hard feelings, and he's out of there. We cut back over. To uh, McCann Erickson, and Don is like being escorted into the meeting by a guy, almost like an assistant or a butler, and he's like, "Yes, right this way." Goes into the board meeting, and it's just filled with people, filled with all these guys. Um, This was all—all the creative directors, or actually, and Ted was there. Ted's like, "This is only half of them. Half of the creative directors, all there to talk about. um, I want to say Budweiser." And the diet beer. And this guy gives... He's this young guy who I've seen in other things before. And he starts giving this, like, speech. And it actually reminded me of something Don would do. Where it's like, there's a man. And this man lives in Wisconsin. And this man um, drinks beer. And he drinks the beer that his father drank. And drinks the beer that his grandfather drank. And he would never change his beer. But that's not true. We have to figure out a way to get him to change his beer. One thing I forgot to mention. When... Joan did go to that guy to complain about the other guy. Pete was there and Pete seemed to be adjusted well. He was very happy to see Joan. He was like, I want to get you on this work. He goes, I really want you on this. And uh, she's like, that's great. And she actually said, I want to get Pete. Can Pete work with me? Pete's good at this. And he's like, Pete's a VP. He's not going to do it. And that's when he was like, I I know what to do. Uh, So we'll get back there. But I just wanted to mention that um, Pete was there in that moment. Um, so they're in the meeting and they're, everyone's drink, eating this box lunch. It's very impersonal. They're drinking Coca-Cola. Obviously they all have their, they're all there with their glasses and their suits and their notepads taking and taking notes on their little handout. And Don's sitting there just kind of looking around. And I feel like he felt like a cog, you know, they bring him into this. This meeting early on And they're like There he is Don Draper And He's like um, You know He's like I get what I want he, he, We're gonna buy a Like They're gonna buy A firm in Minneapolis To get Because they want to get Some job Some work in Minneapolis Or whatever it is um, Buying a firm in Wisconsin To get Wisconsin beer I forget exactly what it was But it's like This guy would just be like We want this we get this. So he buys another toy for the toy box and Don is one of those toys in the toy box. But when he's in this meeting, I think he feels like what the hell am I even doing here? Meanwhile, Ted seems to be smiling, seems to pretty much be enjoying himself. Don's like, you know what? Um, he kind of drifts off. He looks out the window and sees this airplane flying by the, uh, the, um, empire state building and it kind of closes in on him, and it's almost like... I think he's thinking, I wish I was on that airplane. Who's on that airplane? They, they don't have to be here. I have to be here. Why am I here? What's the point? And he kind of is like, you know what? Screw it. And he leaves. And when he just gets up and walks off, the guy doesn't stop his presentation. Ted sees him and gives a little look like, hmm, classic Don. Um, we cut back over to Joan, and that guy now shows up to Joan's office... And she's like, oh, you didn't have to come in. He's like, no, no, I want to let you know. Can we have a drink? And they have a little drink. And he's basically saying, I want to let you know that um, I'm going to help you now. And we don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm going to take care of this stuff with you. And um, he basically said, we're going to work together now. We're going to go take a trip down to Atlanta to go to Avon. And uh, we're going to be together. We're going to have some fun. Basically saying, I'm going to, um, you're going to give me sex and you're going to have fun with me um, because, you know, this. you you want something? I'm going to give you something. And she says to him, well, she's like, oh, and she, you could see the look on her face. And she's trying to keep it together. She knows what's going on. Uh, but she said, you know, that guy, you know, she just wants to do the work. She's like, I can do the work myself. I know how to do it. To do it. And he, you know, he wasn't, he didn't like the way you treated her, the other guy. And she said, you know, I, I, um, he didn't read the brief. He goes, well, he, what's he supposed to say? His, his boss is a girl? You can't do that. I'm like, what? that happens all the time, which is hilarious because, um, or my boss is a woman because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, my boss is a woman. And you know what that means to me? Nothing. Because she's my boss. And I never, th- I never think twice about it. Um, so, But this guy. You know, this is the end of the 60s, early of the 70s, and a, bo- a woman is a boss. That's crazy. But you can see this guy's like, I think we have some kind of understanding. They shake hands. She puts a second hand on. And um, Peggy's like, yeah, that is not happening. I'm not dealing with that. Um, we cut over to the Francis household. We don't see any Henry Francis, but we do see Betty Francis. And uh, this was a kind of a great moment. Um not like a great, like, rememberable moment. Just a great moment because it was just really nice character moment. So Don's there to pick up uh, Sally, and Sally already got a, got a ride from her friends. And um, she's like, sorry, she left. She's like, couldn't someone have told me? And he's like, oh, I'm I'm really sorry. You know how she is. They, these are teenagers. And so he came all the way there for nothing. So he's like, well, when do you... Uh when did the boys come back they're like oh they've Cub scouts and baseball they don't get back till 6:30 and um she, you could see betty was kind of like you know she was she had a good head on her shoulders the way she was talking and he's like geez, that you learned that from freud and she's like oh, i don't know i'm she's reading a freud book she's taking that she's trying to get her degree in psychology and um you could see that she's like uh you know i, I really like doing this and don comes over and you know gives her a little back rub it was um it was kind of a nice little moment and she touches his hand and he's like, I'm really happy for you. Uh, and she's like, thanks. And you can see Don's like, you know, this isn't my place. Uh, so he leaves. He's like, you know, I'm really happy for you. And he calls her birdie. And that was just, that was great because only he calls her birdie. No one else does. Um, and that's his thing. That's their thing. And remember, they kind of had their little affair last year. Um, but it really is kind of over And he he gives it that look They smile They seem to be really cordial with each other um, Which was nice to see Cut back over to uh, St- The empty bowels of Sterling Cooper uh, And partners And uh, Peggy is making herself some instant coffee She grabs the handle of the cup Burns it Drops it Coffee goes everywhere She looks down at this giant stand And she's like Eh, Whatever and she leaves, leaves him behind, leaves, and just um, who cares? I th- I loved it. She's like, eh, whatever. Um, and w- what I just noticed because uh, I'm skimming through is that um, there were roller skates in that room where the coffee landed, which will come into play later. We cut over to Don driving home from um, the Francis house, and he's driving, 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 and then he says, "You know what?" He takes a turn and gets on gets off the highway or gets on a different highway. Looks like it was heading towards Pennsylvania, heading west. Go west, young man. Isn't that a saying? We cut over to Joan's uh, place and she's there with her new boyfriend. I can't remember his name, but you know, Bruce Greenwood. Um, They're together. He's out there visiting and um, you know, he she's like, He's like, oh, you know, I, um, I, I, I like doing this when your mom and, your, and Kevin are out of town or, or away. But, you know, we got to, he wants, let me take you somewhere. Let me take you to Bermuda or Bahamas or something. Come on, pretty mama, Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go down to Como Como? We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where I want to go. None of those things happen. But I, once I started, I couldn't stop. Um, and she, you could see the stress of work. Uh, and having to deal with people and she's like, um, you know, you wouldn't understand. He goes, look, I, said, I told you not to complain, but it doesn't mean I don't want to hear. So she talks a little bit about it and he goes, well, listen, there's two ways you could do this. You can get a lawyer and you can go through all this paperwork. You can cost them a lot of money, cost them some embarrassment, or you could get a guy. And she's like, what? What do you mean? He goes, you know, you just get a guy. And they take care of it. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, look, I'm in construction. It happens. She's like, really? Uh, he goes, and I think he was joking. He's like, well, um, it, it made you think about it, didn't it? Something like that. He, but then I wonder now, thinking about this now, will there be a lawyer? Will we see Joan again? I don't know. I'm not sure because of the way this episode ended. Um, but it was just a nice moment with Joan and her, and her boyfriend. Um, and... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if, if she ever gets someone to fight for her. But the lawyer idea, that's stuck in her head. Um, we cut back to Don Draper, and he's got the sleepy eyes. Oh, Don, you got the sleepy eyes. Uh, because he's been driving, 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 and driving, listening to the radio, listening to something. You know, all of a sudden, he's listening to a commercial, and it's Burt Cooper. You know, Burt Cooper, the guy who died at the moon landing all of a sudden Bert's in the car and they're talking, they're chatting it up. But really it's Don and Don's conscious. And he's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to Wisconsin. He's like, what's I I wish I tried to do a Bert watch there. Perhaps some waitress who um, doesn't want to see you. And he's like, well, I'm going anyway. I wish you wouldn't do that. Um, You know, it's funny that he said that. I remembered, oh, the waitress. He's going to find the waitress. Then later on in the episode, I completely forgot about that and wondered, what is Don doing? I can't believe that I forgot that the first time watching it. It's ridiculous. I am ridiculous. Cut back to uh, Sterling Cooper It's the next day, and Peggy's in her office, kind of just her old office waiting, and she gets a phone call. Or she hears a phone call coming and it's like, what the hell is that? And she goes out and keeps following it. And it's all the way out in the phone booth, the phone booth that's, uh, you know, on the by the elevator, um, the, the payphone. And it's her, I don't know if it's her secretary or not, but it's the woman from McCann who says, your office is ready. Now, would you mind working on a drafting table until the furniture comes in? She's like, yeah, fine, that's fine. But finally, her office is ready so she can come right away. So she goes back into the office and all of a sudden it gets a little weird because she starts hearing ominous organ music and she's like, hello, hello. And she makes her way to like the main, uh, like the main common area on the first floor. And there's Roger playing the, um, playing the organ. He, he scares the hell out of her. He's like, I have a heart condition. He is sticking around right to the be- very end to give the keys over, I guess. And, um, for the first time in a while, we get some some, some actual Peggy-Roger interaction. Concrete good stuff. He actually tries to give her money to send her to go get some drinks. And he's like, I'd do it for you. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to go do that. Um... But actually, she's like, would you drink vermouth? I think is what she said. She must have had some old alcohol. Or she knows where some is. He's like, yeah, I guess so. So they're going to have a drink to toast uh, the end of Sterling Cooper Draper Price. We cut back to um, Joan's office. We're in McCann now. And uh, Joan gets what looks like... um, I want to say chocolates, and she thinks it's a nice gift from her boyfriend, but no. She takes the the box, big smile on her face, opens the card, really seems genuinely happy. It says, pick, pick a weekend, Ferg. That's his name, not Piff, not Fifth, Ferg. So his name is Ferguson, okay? Um, and she sees that, and she just throws it in the garbage. She's pissed. Cut over, and there's the big main guy, Jim um, and she, he shows up in, I see Jim Halpert, but isn't that from some TV show? Isn't that from the office, Jim Halpert? Um, she, he shows up in, uh, Don's office. He's like, I see you in his chair. That means he's not here. Um, where is he? And she goes, Oh, I don't know. He'll be late. I'll, I'll, can you let him? He missed this meeting and missed that meeting. Um, I guess he t- you could just tell him to take the rest of the day. Okay, I'll be sure to do that. Like, she's real genuine, doesn't see the sarcasm in his voice. Um, he's like, let me ask you, is he on a bender? She goes, oh, no. He, he he had to pick his, um, bring his daughter back to school, so I'm not worried at all. And he leaves, but you can see this concern on Meredith's face. Um, we do cut over and see that Don kept driving. And he gets up. Looks like he just pulls over on the side of road to take a a, a peepee. Um, we just see that. We see him stretch his arms, walk into the woods, and probably go you know for a tinkle. Cut back over, and there's Peggy, and Roger, and look like if that was a brand new bottle, they've already got half of it, more than half of it gone. And they're going through stuff, and um, you can see that Roger doesn't want to leave. He doesn't. He doesn't want to leave this place. And she's like, he's like, come on, have another drink with me. She's like, I really don't want to be here. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he says, um, here, and gives her a. She's like, what the hell is this? He goes, oh, it's an oct- it's it's octopus having a bunch of octopus. Is it octopi having sex with a woman? It was in Bert's office for years. You can have it now. It's a gift. Now you have to drink with me. She's like, I don't want this. He goes, oh, it's it's high art. It's like 150 years old. Um, but. She takes it and uh, they have a drink and she, you know she's like, they're like, they're talking and it was actually nice that they, it's like, this is the most time we spent together in a while and he's like, it wasn't all bad, was it? And she's like, no, because she was kind of, you know, trying to get out of the conversation, but they hung around and um, they, they had a couple laughs, you could see, and they kept on drinking. We cut over and Don is at the front door of a house. Now, at this point, when I watched it the first time, I forgot that that Bert said to him, you're going to, sh- you're going to see some waitress who doesn't want to see you. I forgot that he was going all the way there for Diane. So none of this connected with me until um, towards the end, which just shows that you've hitched your ride on you've hitched your wagon for this long um and then at two three episodes left in Mad Men, you're realizing oh my god this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about welcome to mad made man everybody that's the point i watch i talk um and i hope you stay with me when this is all done and we keep going but that's a secret we'll get there so he shows up, it's late, so he shows up at this uh, this household, this woman, and he's like, the Bauer resident? She goes, I'm Mrs. Bauer. He goes, oh, I'm looking for Diane Bauer. And she's like, oh, I'm, I don't know, I'll just say I'm uh, Bertha Bauer, doesn't matter. And she's like, can I help you? Oh, I, um, I'm here because um, I'm part of this sweepstakes that uh, Mrs. Bauer entered for her husband, but it was Diane Bauer. And you went in a refrigerator filled with a beer. And I think she's, he used the name of the guy who was in the McCann Erickson. So at this point, this is, again, I'm going to show you my diminished um, capacity for understanding things. I'm thinking Don is pulling some crazy scheme to, uh, like, proof of concept to either get the the idea of calling it light beer or he's doing something for the work. I didn't realize he just came up with this lie to get into the house or to find out more about, you know, the waitress because he shows up at the house and the woman's like, oh, um, you know, my husband's not here. So I I can come back or I can wait in the car and oh, the neighbors have already seen you on the doorstep. Why don't you come in? Because apparently that, that matters back then. If the neighbors see you, they'll talk. I mean, we remember all the way back in the old episodes where the divorcee was such a big deal, but now just seeing someone on the doorstep. So she brings into the house and he, the first thing he sees is this daughter on the step, and you can see the daughter has dark black hair, not at all like the woman who's there now. The woman who there's now is Mrs. Bauer, but she's like, "Oh, that you're looking for my husband's ex-wife." Uh, and oh, okay. Um, but he comes into the house and sits down, and the daughter's like, "My mother wins something." Um, he goes, "Yes, she did. Well, I should have that." You should, I should get the prize. He's like, yeah, that does make sense. Because again, Don is just completely lying about this whole thing. We cut back over to Sterling Cooper. And this is where... Not Sterling Cooper. Oh, I wish. McCann Erickson. And this is where the... Pardon my French, everyone. This is where the shit hits the fan for for Joan. Joan goes in. Guns, um, not guns a-blazing... But she goes in fully prepared to have this conversation and says, look, I don't think um, I should work with Ferg. Ferg. What a, what a, what a, I mean, if your name is Ferg and if your name is Ferguson, first of all, um, you have to be a rich white man. But if you shorten it to Ferg, probably, probably for your boys at the country club or the tennis club, you probably a dick. Um, so she comes in and basically says, I don't, I, I work with my clients, I don't want to work with Ferguson, and he's like, That's non negotiable. And then she's like, I could just take my clients and leave. And he goes, You think I care? Like, he calls her on everything, and then she starts saying, You know, I could bring a lawyer into this. And, um, you know, there's he goes, The women like working here. He goes, I bet if I brought this woman in here and this and that, and he goes, We take out. We could we could write Mein Kampf on the New York Times, and no one would care. We could do what we want. Oh, really? You don't think I can get a reporter in here that would like to smear you? She calls him out, threatens lawsuits, threatens embarrassment, threatens uh, all these different things because um, she doesn't want this guy on the on the payroll. And he's like he he basically tells her, look. I'll tell you right now, I'll give you 50 cents on the dollar for all your stuff. If you get out of here and I never want to see your face again. And she doesn't seem to want to take the deal, but she really kind of, she took her shot and it backfired. And he's like, you need to leave my office now, get out. And she went for it. It didn't work. Um, We cut back. I mean, that was it. Now, I guess at first she's thinking she's just going to keep working and put her head down and. You know. But we go back to the um to the uh I wanna say Bauer residence, and the husband comes home, Mr. Bauer, and it's Mackenzie Aston. I don't know if you know who Mackenzie Aston is. Um he is the brother of Sean Aston, you know, from the Goonies and Lord of the Rings. His father is John Aston, Gomez Adams from the Adams family. Mackenzie Aston has been in a bunch of stuff and I was a kid. I remember him most from Facts of Life. He was on Facts of Life uh, for many years. Um, and i am sure he was definitely... In some, was he in the Garbage Pail Kids movie? I feel like he was. Uh, and if he was, I apologize. And I like... He's popped up in different uh, things as, you know, just doing character acting. And he's always good. Um, but he, right away, you know, Don gets up and gives the whole thing about the, um, the contest and um, he snuffs it out right away But Don even had a story He's like, I apologize I'm, a, I'm from a collection agency You need to tell me where she, you know, where she's last been And um, he, he's like, I don't know where she's been uh, Oh, New York, do you have an address? I don't have one He goes, I'm really sorry for the ruse, ma'am I apologize I'll get you out of your hair He heads back out to his car This guy follows him out to the car and goes um, You know Don't be bothering my family. I I know, you know, what you're doing. He goes, no, I apologize. He goes, no. The nice suit, the Cadillac, you're not from a collection agency. What is this? And he's like, I was worried about her. And he, he just gave it up. He's like, he came out there to find her. He goes, I know what you're looking for. Last I heard, she's in New York. I don't know where she is. I don't care. I lost my daughter. I lost my wife. I lost everything. You know, he calls her out on Don went to this guy, you know, the guy lost his daughter His wife leaves He's got another daughter And he, he Dawn went all the way there I don't know what the hell He was looking for Or what he was trying to find But um, He's not going to find it there That was crazy That was crazy that he did that um, And the guy's like Get out of here um, We cut back over to Sterling Cooper And it's starting to get dark And They are just loaded This is like one of the best parts Of the whole episode uh, Roger's got his he's smoking you could see he's 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 got his jacket off he's got his vest on he's playing the organ um, and we look around and there's Peggy roller skating remember those roller skates she's roller skating through the empty halls of, of Sterling Cooper it was awesome they're just kind of he was like he was doing the soundtrack of her doing like a skating routine I loved it um, we cut back now it's getting dark but it's still not—it's not nighttime. It's just kind of the end of the day, and Don's still driving. He's driving, smoking, and driving. We do cut to the next day. It is the next morning, uh, and Roger finally shows up to work. And that guy, that big guy, Jim, he's like, "Oh, do you guys? Do you people show up around here? Have I bought into a lemon?" And Roger's like, "Calm down. What do you? What do you want? We're trying to. Everyone's trying to fit in. It's brand new." And he basically. Um, Wanted to see him to go to Joan. So while he's talking to Roger, we get the gif, I want to call it. I call it the gif. Because in strides, Strode's, in waltzes, Peggy Olson. Remember at the beginning of the episode, she's walking through the old uh, office with her box like, I don't have my office yet. Now she shows up and her shit don't stink. She's got the octopus having sex with women. Um... She's walking down the hall in shades with her box and a cigarette dangling out of her mouth, and she don't care, and she just looks, she looks like she's hung over, she doesn't care. She looks happy, and I, I loved it. That, that's the gift that I've seen so many times, the gift I've used, and of course, it is the photo of today's episode. We cut back, and now Roger is in Joan's office they wanted to talk to roger roger wants to talk to joan he does not they don't want joan there anymore they wanted to take the 50 cents on the dollar deal and um unfortunately she takes it you could see she just she didn't want to roger yells at her it's like she's giving up half her money so she was because she was talking earlier she's going to keep working to get her because she's got owed five hundred thousand dollars and they're buying her off 50 cents on the dollar. They're giving her $250,000 to get to scram and get out of there. And you could just see the look on her face where she's not going to win. She's not. And Roger looked devastated telling her, look, this is a no-win situation, basically. Take the deal. And she just kind of nods, grabs her picture of Kevin, grabs her Rolodex and says, I, I take the deal. I'm, I got it. And she walks off. And I feel like, is that the last time we're ever going to see Joan again? We cut over to uh, the end of this episode is dawn. It's the daytime and he sees a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker's like, oh, I'm going to St. Paul uh, or Duluth. I don't know where that's going. I think he's in St. Paul. He's like, yeah, I can go that way because I don't want you to go out of your way. He's like, not a problem at all. See, Don just kind of drives off and he, he doesn't even, he doesn't want to go back. He fought so much to get back into Sterling Cooper and now that he's at McCann, he doesn't, it looks like he doesn't even want to be there. He drives off, and that's the end of the episode. And then, like, this is ground control to Major Tom. David Bowie's playing uh, as we fade to credits. Um, The episode title is Lost Horizon. uh, And I just want to give you a quick kind of Wikipedia um, synopsis. Lost Horizon is a 1933 novel by English writer James Hilton. Just the first line of the overview. Hugh Conway, a veteran member of the British Diplomatic Service, finds inner peace, love, and a sense of purpose in Shangri-La. Shangri-La was, you know, you, you've heard of the term Shangri-La. Uh, it was, a, this is where it originated. It's kind of supposed to be the, the place. It's like the, the most perfect place uh, where you can find, you know, harmonious life and and just um, perfect utopia. Shangri-La. And this was the first place Shangri-La was used. And I'm thinking that maybe they thought that McCann Erickson is the Shangri-La. This perfect utopian place. But it isn't. Or maybe I'm thinking they're looking for that perfect utopia and... They're not finding it. Roger doesn't want to leave Sterling Cooper behind. So bad that he stays there right until the bitter end. Peggy looks like she's finally ready to to kick ass, which I love. You know, Roger's like, um, he's like, it doesn't even matter if your name's on the place. And Peggy's like, maybe someday I'll find out. Um, Joan was in a spot where she was fighting for her independence, fighting for her work and it backfired it it didn't work it just she she couldn't do it and all because you know they they won right i want to say mccann erickson they sold the company this is what happens you know they they worked with um for a while it worked out but now they mccann erickson brings them in wants them under their umbrella wants them under their rules and I think they did this all to try to get Don Draper. And guess what? Don Draper doesn't really even want to be there. To the point where he just left, drove off, and I don't know if he's ever going back. I mean, he probably will go back, but it ain't going to be very long because we only got two episodes left. He does not want to be there. He's looking for his Shangri-La. And it isn't in McCann Erickson. It is not. Uh, He's been looking for one for years. You know, he's got wives he's gone through. Women. Work He's good at his work But it isn't It isn't The happiness he's looking for It might be the happiness That that, uh, Peggy's looking for Seems like Ted's doing good too Um, Pete seems to be thriving Harry He's probably going to be doing okay But honestly All I care about is Joan, Roger, Don and Peggy Um Roger's gonna probably just Sit there I think he said he's on the floor With like all these old people So it's like he's just there Probably to finish out I can't imagine how much more He's gonna do Um I think I think that's it I think I covered everything Which is crazy Cause there's a lot going on In this episode Most importantly We got the gif For forever I was wondering about That um that Peggy walking down the hall and I'm like, I've said, I've even, I've even thought, have I seen that before? I, and then it wasn't until this exact, that exact moment when she kind of started strutting down. I was like, there it is. I actually said, there it is. I said that out loud. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we did it. I think um, we've covered it and I think we're ready to say goodbye for this this week, this episode. But before we do, I wanted to um, give a little shout out to a couple people. First of all, I want to shout out to um, Charlene at Fresh Roasters on Twitter. She always retweets. Every time I put on an episode, she always retweets it which um, and likes it, which I love. I think it's great. Also, I always get likes from Paul Gallagher. Thank you so much for listening. You're in Northern Ireland? Oh, cool. I didn't even know that. Um, Speaking of Ireland, I got a really cool tweet today. Uh, And by today, I'm going to say it was maybe yesterday. No, it's today. It's today Um, from Anon Butte, which I guess Anon is anonymous. When I first read this, all day I read this thinking it was someone by the name of Anon, but Anon Butte. So an anonymous beauty I like to flaunt my beauty, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, whoever Enon is wrote, Thanks for helping me get through quarantine here in the west of Ireland. So, another Irish, I did my best. I was just going to say Irish. Another Irish listener. I'm so bad at doing accents, but I love doing them. And now, all of a sudden, I'm Scottish. I don't even see that's, I'm not good at this. But, um,. Said thanks for helping me get through quarantine here in west of Ireland. You're very welcome. That was so cool, hearing that. Just the fact that someone else, uh, some someone's listening out there, is awesome. Uh, and lastly, uh, I got um, Laurie J. House Jack on Twitter. Um, I tweeted the other day a, a real sad picture of Don Draper, and I said three episodes left. And uh, Jack replied, I wish it didn't have to end. Will you be covering another show after this? And I said, why, yes. Yes, I will be. And then I did a little wink emoji from Mr. Donald Draper. Jack said, I cannot wait. And um, yeah, I can't wait, too. And I'm like, have I already said what the show is going to be? I feel like I, I may have mentioned it. I'm not sure if I have. I I did like um, text because I have some friends who I know know that I'm watching Mad Men. And I did say that once I leave Madison Avenue, I will be going to South Dakota. That's all I said. Um, But what what I'm going to do is I'm going to the name of the show is changing. So the show is going to be a more general show. Hopefully that doesn't change anything with you subscribing. Hopefully. But if it does, you'll find me. You'll have to find me. Um, But I'm going to keep this feed the same as it is with a new name, a more general name. But then it's going to be a new series. Like, Mad Men is the first series called Made Man. And then the new show is going to have a new title. But it's going to be under this bigger umbrella. It it all makes sense in my my enlarged head. Um, So... But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's weeks away. That's streets ahead from now. I still have two more episodes of Mad Men to talk about. And as I'm going to say, three more episodes of Made Man. That's all I'll say. Um, And hopefully someone out there knows how to watch YouTube live. But again, that's not for today. Today was to talk about Lost Horizon, and I think we did a pretty good job of doing that. So, as I do every episode, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for... Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Hopefully you're staying home in quarantine and being safe. Staying out of people's faces and out of people's way and hopefully... You and your family and everyone you know is safe. It is a weird, crazy time. Some would say it's a time of madness. I just thought of that, so you can use it if you'd like. But the most important thing is you stay safe, stay happy, stay listening. That was That's really bad. Stay listening is not the most important part, but I still hope that you do. And once again... I want to thank you as I continuously strive to be on my journey. This journey has almost come to an end and I didn't really say the way that I usually say it. So I'm going to keep talking and kind of reset things. And as we come so close to this journey, I will continue striving and hopefully you'll continue listening. I'm going to stop now because I'm rambling. Thank you for listening as I strive to become a maid. <laughs> cool, South Dakota Fans not EXPERTS